You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Another edition of the Hopes Podcast. Shout out to, so I went to the Phillies game yesterday. It sucked to be at, let me just tell you. Some dude named Stone Garrett did a thing. I never heard of the guy in my entire life. Uh, but I met a listener. Shout out to Antonio. Dude was awesome. We had a great time talking. Also, sorry, the great Dave Shaw was hanging out with Dave Shaw. And we were all talking. And we were talking about the yo. And about how, like, how much time and effort I put into trying to match the yo to what is happening with the Phillies. And it was an ironic conversation to have because at the moment I thought they'd win the game. It'd be a nice little yo. And, all and then I came in. I'm like, I don't know what to do with the yo. Like, I'm excited about the Phillies. They've been playing great. Like, I think things have turned. We're going to, it's going to be a more positive pod. But like, that sucked. <laughs> it's like a sucky, a sucky series. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I know they, I know they technically lost yesterday. Oh, yeah. I saw, like, there, buddy. They, de- they definitely lost. They definitely lost. Like, if you look at the win loss column, they definitely yes, did lose the game. Yes, that, that important win loss column. But I just, like, I don't really feel like they lost. Like, I mean, I, like, Ranger was so uncharacteristic. Like, that was not. I think I wasn't watching Ranger's Wars mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and my only fear with Ranger, and I hope it's not the case, but definitely watching him, I was thinking, like, is he hurt or something? Because, like, all of a sudden, he couldn't get the curveball over. Uh, his, his command of both. Like, it looked like when he first came back, which was not a, a good spot to be in. Um, and, and I don't know, like, the, the misplay between March, Marsh and Schwarber happened, and then Stone Garrett hit a grand slam. It's like... Stone Garrett! Batting four for the, for the vaunted Nationals. I just, like, I don't know. They lost... I, it's, it's it was annoying, but it was more like it wasn't a, a massive like panic button hitting loss for me because like I just think that on nine times out of, out of ten they win that game. Like Friday night was more frustrating for me than anything, and 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 frankly, like the the runners in scoring position thing is just the worst, man. Like it is they get every time they like start a rally, it's like here we go. Double play or weak pop up to the shortstop slash third baseman or like strikeout. And it's like, 
are you guys freaking serious? Like on Friday night, they had in the sixth, they had runners on first and third, no outs, and couldn't score. Yep. And then and, and then Bohm led off the next inning with a double, and he didn't get in. And then Sunday, I mean, they grounded into at least three double plays, at least right? Three, I think. Yeah, three. And, and a couple of them, I think in the seventh and eighth, they had first and second with yeah. no outs. Yeah. And it's like it, that it was a series of shooting yourselves in the foot. But but there's a part of me that's also like they should have lost two or three to the Mets. So this is like nature healing itself in a way, because there's no way they should. They, they really they should have swept more than they should have lost two or three. I mean, like Friday was atrocious, just atrocious. Well, they didn't show up. Yeah, well, they clearly didn't show up. Yeah. And then Saturday was like, they got their frustrations out. They were like, Frankly, oh, we didn't show up yesterday. Let's show. It's just stupid. Yeah. We're way better than that. Yeah. Yeah, but it bothered me. Spread it out me. a little bit. Spread it out mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, it just bothered me like, like now you're hitting a grand slam. You know I what know. I mean? It's like a, a nine, to make it 19 to, to one at the time or whatever like, it was. Like, really? Like, you know, really? Come yeah, on, man. Like, save that. Save that for Sunday. Yesterday, yes, or or Friday. Either of those games that would have looked real nice. You know. Yeah. So or one of the other, like you know, maybe save one of Alec Bohm's home runs for one of the other games, or or cast four months. Save, save the Alec Bohm home run for another month. Um. So frustrating weekend. Some positives. I mean, Saturday was a lot of fun. Even though, like, again, it was <laughs> you didn't have to. Like, I'm glad they won 19 to four, but it's like it's like you didn't have to. It's like congratulations on on beating up on on bad pitching coming in and yeah. and just looking to to step on a throat, I guess. But I I don't know. Like, it was my whole feeling right now is like it was just a blip in the radar. I think they've been playing pretty good baseball. I think they've been finding more ways to win than lose. And, and I thought the Cubs series is obviously big. I mean, I know we didn't talk after the Cubs series, but I mean, they just went out and swept swept the Cubs in Chicago, yeah. a, a much better team than the than the uh, Nationals. Nationals, obviously. And I just, you know, I think that the, the, the toughness that they've showed on the road and, and the winning nine straight, I, I legitimately think they just came home and thought they could just roll over the Nats, and then Sunday kind of happened. They're like, "Oh, bleep! Like we might actually lose this game," and then they actually did. Um, and then it felt a bit look aheady, like they were on the road. They come back for for a random three game series at yeah, home. It is weird. Them. It's a weird scheduling thing. Yeah. And then bang, now they're in Florida for the rest of the week. It, it just Again, it, it's the best team in baseball, and then the team that's you know directly ahead of them in the division and in the wild card and all that. Yeah. I think the Rays are two. Uh, did, are the Braves pass them now? Uh, I just dude, I the, the Braves yeah, are just I didn't freaking. Look. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even talking about record wise. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh yeah, I was strictly talking record, but but yeah. Oh, I think the Braves are definitely. I mean, I mean, they're 21 and five in their last 26. Uh, let's look real quick. Uh, no, I'm. St- oh, uh, no, you're right. Well, so yeah, so the Rays stuff. I'll say the most wins in baseball, but not technically the best record. So. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I mean, what the Braves? The Braves. So and I and I hate to have to give them props because obviously oh, yeah. we hate, it's not like we, we haven't done that the last few years. Never, we've yeah, never yeah, said, yeah. "Hey, I want to be like the Braves." Um, yeah, biggest heater we've seen an organization be on in like ever. Yeah, never. who's on? Oh, real quick, who's on a bigger heater right now? The Braves or the Eagles? That's great. I mean, the Braves. <laughs> it's probably the Braves. 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 At least, We're just talking still. development, drafting, signings, like. 
Unbelievable. It's it's insane. It's insane. But uh, well, I guess and they didn't have a four. They didn't have like a sixty win season mixed in in the last five years like the Eagles yes, did. Exactly. They had a yes, four yes, win right, season. Yes, yes. But you know the break. The Bra- imagine the sixty win Braves season. I don't think I'm ever going to see it again in my life. Frankly, Dude, the Braves. The Braves. Yeah, honestly, I was just going to say it, but like it is. I like they they're the most consi- regular season wise, the most consistently great team of my lifetime. Like they have to be, right? Oh, of your lifetime, yeah. I mean, they have to be. They won fourteen straight or whatever, and now they're just doing it again. Like they have to be. Like I, I'm yeah. just saying off the top of my head without really thinking about it, but like I feel like they have to be. Well, the last ten years, it's like them and the Dodgers. Well, then, and then think about it. My entire childhood was them. Yeah, it's like from ninety-one on. It's like up oh, Braves for fourteen years or whatever. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 our our entire lives, like the Braves, are just freaking awesome. Like it's, it would it's, essentially be like if the Cowboys, movie. if the Cowboys didn't waste the last like twenty-five years, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and like we're just consider like, damn it, you know what I mean? Totally. But um, the Braves and heading into the series against the Marlins. The Marlins, the Marlins starters in the seven starts before the Braves series had a like 0.34 ERA or something, like something stupid like that. And they they face the Braves, and it's yeah. like bang, who cares? Yeah. Like, the, I mean, Yuri they, Perez, everyone's like, wow, can't wait to see this kid pitch six, and he gets through one out. He got one out. He got one out. The dude got one out in the baseball game. Give him six runs. It was like over. All right. But regardless, like, they're, they're they are right now. They are a they jump on you, man. They jump yeah. on you, that team. Yeah, well, until the postseason. And then that's hey, hey, you know, the Phil's time to shine. Uh, you know, if it Phil's, uh, you know. One for one in their last playoff series games. against them. They were in both those games. They should have won them. Yeah. Blame Rob for one of them. Yeah. yeah. Right, but, but, uh, but, yeah, it's like it's it's. This is I, it felt like a this weekend kind of felt like a get me to my, get me to Tampa, get me to Miami and let's show how good we are. Hopefully that's where they're at, because like everything game. that they had been like doing better the last two weeks, they just went back to their May style of baseball this weekend against the Nationals, where it's like, oh, runners scoring position. We're not going to play smart baseball we're not gonna have consistent at bats game to game pitching was was mostly fine besides like ranger the, the pitching was mostly yeah, fine wheeler was wasn't fine. great but it was he, 11 he he it was 11 to one he's probably just yeah. trying to get through it um so and, and chris sanchez buddy he was great yeah and it's so funny so essentially i guess what they told chris sanchez was what they told strikes right yeah but <laughs> well but it, i know it sounds simplistic but like if you have they, they told the same thing to Jose Alvarado because his stuff just moves so much where it's just like, hey, if you throw it down the middle, it's going to move so much that, that the hitter's probably not going to be able to, to barrel it up anyway. So just focus on the middle and let the cutter cut, let the sinker sink, and and I guarantee you get better results. And I and obviously, Cruz Sanchez's stuff is not Jose Alvarado's, but it, it moves a lot the same way. Um, I mean, I, I think Cotham was talking about how like the sink, and it was an Alex Coffey's piece, the sink on his fastball is like one of the highest in all of the league. So it clearly is a pitch that can that he can manipulate and move a lot. But if you're Chris Sanchez and you have that slider that can come in to righties or away to lefties, and then you have the the sinker that moves a ton, uh, coupled with the changeup that can be, you know, throw whenever. Like if you just focus on throwing it down the middle, it, you're gonna be better. Because rather than nibbling around the strike zone and trying to be p- fine and trying to hit the corners. Like you're going to end up having more base runners 
and having more guys, you know, in scoring position because you're just walking more people. Whereas if you just focus in the middle, like, sure, maybe you allow a home run or whatever, but I, it's harder to believe that things are going to snowball like they have for Chris Sanchez in the past. If he's just in the strike zone, if you're just in the strike zone and, and let your stuff play, I guarantee you have better results. You don't have the command of Ranger. Like Ranger's a guy that can dot both sides of the plate, unless he's playing the nationals in a random <laughs> hot ass Sunday game. Um, but he's mostly a guy that can dot both, both corners and, and throw a change up wherever and mix and flip, and flip a curveball. If Chris Sanchez can just focus on being down the middle, I mean, it's it's certainly a plan that can can work from it, and they don't need him to be great. They just need him to be good and serviceable, and give him five innings. That's all they need. Yeah, it is funny how it's completely flipped the the narrative. I mean, we were early out on the hey, maybe want to trade for a hitter early on, and now that we're you know we're getting to the point where everyone's like, oh yeah, like team needs a bat, huh? Like we're kind of at that point. I want to get to that in a sec quickly though, because it has been you know, look, it was a bummer of a series, and there's not. A ton to say. I do think it was a letdown series. Um, you know, human beings. Just a- oh, there it is. There, uh, everything's fine. They're, they're human beings. <laughs> I didn't think about the weirdness scheduling wise. Like, just I, I didn't think about how it's like kind of just a home series just dropped in there, super weird like that. It is strange. And then on top of that, you know, the weird six oh five game on Friday. It's just kind of like an off schedule. So, and then again, and, the team you know, that they own last year. So I think and, you know. And Shaq was there, you know. Shaq was, like, was there. You're right. Shaq was yeah. just randomly there, Taylor like. Um, it's okay though, because Shaq said they're going to win the World Series, so I I feel I feel happy. Now. It makes me feel good. Uh-huh. Could you imagine if Shaq was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm honestly the way the Braves are playing right now, like it's going to be tough to beat them." You know, like <laughs> if, we, if we just started giving like real analysis, like he's on, you know, like yeah. NBA Tonight or whatever the show is, it would be but like. Amazing. Yeah, it's not the NBA. Sorry, yeah, I wouldn't he's like, put it past him. I wouldn't. But Shaq could do anything. That guy if he's just like superstar, he's like, listen, I know I'm wearing Philly stuff. I know I'm at Citizens Bank Park. But have you seen the way the Braves are playing recently? Guys, I got, I got to be real. Okay, I know I'm DJing your night, but like the Braves, man, they're really yeah. good. <laughs> you think you're gonna beat them again in the postseason? You guys have seen Acuna play, right? I mean, yeah, okay. just yeah. Jerry. dude, yeah. hold on. And I, and I hate that. I mean, are we a Braves podcast now? No. But uh, no, 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 we're a Rays podcast. You no, we are not this Rays. week. It just rise and rhymes. No, we're not this week. Right. We are absolutely not this week. But Acuna, he does he have? Hold on, he's on pace for like uh, 40, 60 something season. Dude, he's already so you, so yeah, he's one Seriously, he's one away he's on from pace for like a 40, 60 season. He is one stolen base away from forty at at the halfway yeah, point 40, of the season. 80, excuse me. So he's, and he's got he's got twenty one home runs. He's like on pace for a forty eighty season practically. Has so, there no been? Has no, there... of course there hasn't been a forty eighty season. Of course not. There's barely been forty forty seasons. It's like Bonds and Conseco and like someone else. I think like no, it doesn't happen. That's like we don't curse on this pod. That is like that is like all bleep 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 bleep. That's what I want to say. Like that's what that is. Like it is just craziness like it's so you so you're telling me that he could have a he could be the one player maybe in the history he's not in the history of baseball but one player that would have his he'd be the only answer in one of the corners of the immaculate the cor- yeah theoretically yeah i think it's certainly possible again like he yeah. could yeah it could be a 40 i mean even as even if he doesn't do 80 i mean 40 60 40 70 i don't think 40 60 i don't think any of that stuff's happened i don't know for sure but i don't i don't think any of that stuff that seems Seems like he's recovered. Seems like he's recovered from the ACL injury. He's doing just fine. Yes, yes. Um, All right. I got to quickly, before we get to um, the other stuff I want to talk about. Um, I mean, you know, 
we're not really a pat ourselves on the back type of podcast. We would never not, do that. Not really what we do, but you know, you should pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's no about big time. deal. Like it's right about, the night the Phillies lost the World Series, no big deal. It's about time I could, you know, lock into one. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I don't really get many things right. You know, and I'm again, I'm not one to to make it about me when I do get things right. Never. But. And it's I really made it I, about you. See, I made it about you. Right. You know, I think it's. A, I think yeah. it's honestly more of a credit to both of us that all off season was like, dude, Cassie's gonna be fine. Like, yep. like Cassie's gonna be good. Uh, bat him four and just let him kind of cook. And the guy's an all star, and he's just been like every time because I still had that little bit of Me fear. And it's like, I'm like, Oh, here we go. He chased right. out of the zone. Oh no. Yep. But then like his next at bat, he ropes his double down the left field, down the left field line. And it's, it's, it's so much fun having like a peak, a peak Castiano season because it's, it's not just the power, which is starting to come by the way. I think yeah, he had, it is, but he's up to like 11 homers. I think or something. I think it's seven in his last 25. Yeah, I mean, he's, That's he's not on true. His way that's no, it's not that, but I think he's at 11 for the season. Like, he's going to, like, right now he's on pace for, like, a 310, 22, 23 homer season. I mean, that's freaking awesome, man. Like, that would be a freaking awesome season. No, he does have seven in his last 25. Oh, yeah, so, okay, he's, wow. yeah. so is he at 11? I think he's at 11. He's at 11, yeah. So he's seven in his last 25. He's been, um, he's obviously hitting for a high average. And, yeah, uh, so he could be the first Philly to hit over, I think he's the first Philly to hit over 300 with 20 home runs in a while. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think who. I mean, Rollins. Did he? He'll, I think. I think it'd be it's something he's on pace for. Would be the first time since Rollins. Yeah, I would guess since Rollins' MVP season would probably right because he did it over 300 that year. I think either way. Yeah, yeah. But but he's just been he's just been phenomenal. And every time you're just kind of like, oh no, like here we go. Uh, he's chasing again. He's he's just he, he just ropes a ball his next at bat. So uh, yeah, oh, so he's on pace for his, and this is courtesy of uh, Anthony Sanfilippo. Uh, he's on pace to surpass twenty home runs and have two hundred hits for the first time since Rollins in 07. Wow! So wow. he can have two hundred hits, bat over three hundred, hit twenty plus home runs. Like and speaking awesome. and, and, and speaking of immaculate grid, uh, two hundred hits was the category today, which was a tough one to get through. So Not maybe tougher than you'd think. You know, maybe one day we could use Nick Cassianos in that, in that, uh, in that, uh, you know, grid. Knows. by yeah, the way, I haven't filled in my reds 200 hitters yet, but theoretically it could be an answer today. I'm not going to yeah. admit as my answer. I think there's a much better answer, but well, there's one answer like 95% of people. And I tried to work around it. I think I was going to do that. One. You're going to have like, to just do yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And by the way, I had Ruff a lot of hits. Okay. Speaking of today's grid, Brooks Robinson's a total fraud. How how, how he never had a 200 hit season is. Oh, see, I would have never. I wouldn't have thought he would. I mean, I, all the gold gloves. Well, I mean, all, all I hear oh, growing up is uh, the greatest well, third baseman. I have baseman. not. I have not. Uh, we 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 people do the grid, so I won't say my answers. But I have <laughs> I have a guess for each for the for each of the teams and the 200 hitters, and the Cincinnati one is the only one I'm very confident about. And let me get this one out of the out of the way because this is yesterday's and one that happened prior. Mm-hmm. There's no bigger fraud in the history of baseball than uh, Walter Ford or whatever his name is. What's his name? Whitey Ford. Uh, Whitey, Whitey Ford. Yes, Whitey so Ford. Yesterday category was 300 wins and the Yankees. And I like, I tried to get cute. I was like, all right, I'm gonna like, 
Well, because now we're going for rarity scores. Now we're, we're going, going for rarity. Honestly, my Peter, shout out to my brother, Peter. He texted me last night. He's like, do you care more about the nine and nine or do you care more about the rarity? And I was like, honestly, I think I care more about the rarity because I will, I could get a nine from nine, but I'll go for something that, that'll get me an eight or nine or get me a nine and nine more rare. So I care more about the rarity. Um, so it is one of those things where, you know, you, you got to take your shots, but then you feel like an idiot because Whitey Ford only won 236 games. Who knew? And he also didn't have 3,000 strikeouts, which is what I lost on early in the, early in the uh, the run of the Immaculate Grid. So, legend, okay. Quote, unquote, legend. Yeah. Yeah, pitch for the Yankees who are loaded and could get 300 wins. I mean, it's yeah, a it's joke. Outrageous. Yeah. It's an absolute joke. By the way, I totally mixed up. I combined Walter Johnson and Whitey Ford for a second, and I was like, wow, Walter Ford that's does not sound right like at all. Walter Ford. It does not sound right at all. And I was like, that's not even close. But, yeah. I haven't had my second cup of coffee today, so this is completely throwing uh, my whole day off. Coffee. I just realized that, which is, a, I basically woke up and recorded with you, dude. It's ten. Like, what are you talking about? I was up at six thirty. One day to sleep in. I didn't wake up that late. Do you, but I, also, do you I went work, to bed late. I went to bed. Do you late. work in the mornings? Not on days I'm off. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah, that's good. See, that's how out of it I am. I, so to, the plan was stay up late tonight, then go to bed early tonight, wake up early tomorrow, and then be back on schedule. I yeah. always, so the four-day weekends just screw me. Like, I totally get off schedule. I'm like, by this day, last night's day, I'm like, all right, now I feel a little normal again. I'm going to stay up late. And then tomorrow, it's going to be a disaster. And then Monday I'm, or Wednesday, whatever, I'm going to feel like crap. So that's how it works. If we move to three day work week or three day weekends, would you rather have off the Friday or the Monday? Um, it's a great question. I think our, our whole conceptualization of the days would change as a result. But I think Mondays is probably the choice, right? Right. Friday's already fun anyway, because you're like, yeah. oh, it's Friday. You know, and then you get Monday off, and then it's like, oh, I'm closer to Friday by the time I go back. So, yeah. But then poor Tuesday gets lumped in with being Tuesday the new Monday. Tuesday becomes the new Monday, which is a really tough break for Tuesday. And Monday, what a, what a revelation for Monday, though. After all these years of being the, you know, crappy Monday, oh, it's, a, it's a Monday. Ugh, sudden, ugh. Monday's rejuvenated. Monday is like, uh, uh, it's like a, a whole new era for Monday. <laughs> Ugh, ugh, got a case of the Mondays? <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, you, you're damn right I, I do. I, I'm sorry to anyone who says this, because a lot of people say this. A lot of people do. This is like when I did my, I, I always feel bad when I read people who a lot of people say it, but like, we don't need to say happy Monday anymore. It sucks. No one wants, happy Monday. Like, no, it's not a happy Monday. It's freaking Monday. Like, no, it's just a Monday. Say, hey, how you doing? Yeah, it's Monday. Let's move on with our stupid day so we can get through the day so it's Tuesday. Which would which always... Would you agree with me on that? When people say happy Monday to me, I'm like, okay, yeah. Sure. Well, it's always it's always corporate people. I mean, it's a very corporate kind of joke to make because obviously they have, you know, no sense of reality. Yes. Um, but I would, I would follow that up with, I don't, I hate Friday Eve. When people say happy Friday uh, Eve or Thursday, get out, go get out yeah. or, or not, happy honestly, outside of like, and again, I'm not, you know, Christmas isn't my favorite, but outside of like Christmas Eve, like no Eve's period, like enough with Eve's. I don't know. Well, thanks. What about Thanksgiving Eve? Kinda, I guess. Not oh, really. And get back to your roots. Super Bowl Eve. I don't no. know. No, Thanksgiving Eve, Halloween Eve, mischief night. Halloween Eve is mischief night. It's not called Halloween Eve. Things be before something and not have to have Eve. What about what about opening day Eve? Uh, that's a good one. 
Okay. Close what about trade deadline Eve? What about MLB draft Eve? Um, <laughs> you won, not a me one. Hold on, hold on. What about what about Fry Yay? No, actually, I'm okay with Fry Yay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you're a fry. Friday is good. Friday is good. Because Friday is the best day. I love Friday. Oh, God. You know how much I love Fridays. Fridays are every day. Just love them. <laughs> well, that's love a Friday. new take. It's a new take. It's the, the only time I get. Friday nights are like the only time I actually feel like I have off. That's my general. Why I love Friday so much. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? Skulls? Well, you know what's funny is we did this whole thing, and the whole thing was to set up that you said that Nick Cassianos would make the all star team. After the World Series that night when it ended last year and we shared the couple stuff, but we never actually did that. That that sentence there that explained why we were patting on the back never actually got said. So that's why we were patting on the back. So it's good. Well, I think that I think the biggest takeaway from this podcast, at least today so far, <laughs> is that there's no bigger professionals when it comes to oh, yeah. hosting a podcast and making sure we stay on track yes, and yes. um, you know, talking about the baseball team yes, than than us. Like we are, we are uh, by the book podcast hosts. But That's why we're here? Yes, Nick Cassiano is an all star. Yes, I said it at the end of uh, the literally uh, the like lose night, the World Series. I don't know how your your mind could even think ahead in the moment, and yet you found it inside to dig deep and make a proclamation, and you deserve to be patted on the back. Thank you. Place. Well, yeah. and it's so funny because I had to dig to go find it yesterday because I I knew it was at the end, but I wasn't sure if it was like the last thing we said, right, which turned right. out it was. It was like the most depressing podcast. Like it was so, it was such a sad <laughs> podcast, dude. It was just like I was sitting there, and you could just see my eyes glazed over in sadness, and my whole like attitude was basically like, it was just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they lost, yeah. you know, yeah. like you this were sucks. Particularly, especially that night, and I think I went actually. We kind of like inverted a little bit as it went on. But that night, you were pretty much like your whole tone. I remember it. Like, I don't need to watch it. I remember it was basically like, well, it's really hard to get back to the World Series. So, like, we're probably screwed. Like, that was your whole, you're like, that sucked. And, like, we're probably screwed. Well, it was just like, and you're like, we might never get back. Yeah, you're yeah, and of course you're you, you Mr. I'm trying Positive. To make it a little more bomb, like you know, I believe in these guys. They just have. I believe in them. I believe in them. I believe in them. But <laughs> you know, they you just have vivid memories of you. Just like, yeah, I was just. I think I. I think I said. I think I said at one point. Like I think I said at one point. Like that might have been Bryce's best chance to win a World Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> yeah, which is such a devastating line to say. Like just for that to come out of your mouth is just soul crushing. Like just tough stuff well uh, at least they're following it up with inspiring baseball oh yeah all season long they came out of the gates strong just like we said two more wins a mantra and uh you know then they just like just like the braves just pacing with the braves you know going 22 and four in months or whatever the hell they did or 22 and five and what like what is that <laughs> how do the phillies go 18 and nine or whatever in a month and lose like five games to it like, no, I know, and, and like eighteen and nine, a, like winning eighteen games in a month is really, really good. The Phillies were outstanding this month. Like all kidding aside and all that, and this series sucked. But like the Phillies, the Phillies came into June absolutely needing to to like kind of save their season and certainly right the ship, and they did it, and they deserve a ton of credit for it. But like Braves are just like they're a wagon. Man. I don't know what to tell you. Like they're just a wagon, yeah. and and I think. And I'm, I feel like a lot of people are already there. They, we don't have to do the Braves, like the division thing. That gets oh, over. It's done. We said yeah. before the season, for 
we're like, we're going for the wild card. All right, guys. No bigger wild card guys at this point. And at this point, at this point, if we're being completely fair and honest, I just want the third wild card again. Well, because dude, I, I, I told you, like, if you look three of the final four teams last year were wild card teams, like, well, it's not I only that you getting hot and having to fight your way in and all that. But it's not only that. I mean, they'd be facing either the Reds or the or the Brewers in the first series. Great call. Yes. Like, would I rather want? Yeah. Like, would I rather? Give me the central. Give yes, the that's central. what we did last year. Oh, Let's follow the blueprint. Duh. This is such a no brainer. This is. I mean, what are we doing brainer. here? Can 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 we focus on the, the 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 task at hand here and follow the blueprint? We already we already got to almost seven games under five hundred. We didn't ma- we fire the manager this year because he's the manager of the All Star Game, and that would have been an awkward setup. It would have been hilarious. That would have <laughs> been, been some. That is fun though. You know, that's fun that he's going to be there. I, I forgot about that. Like I dig that. It's been a long time since we had our manager manager All Star Game. That's cool. Yeah. Well, obviously first and Charlie, but um, yeah. So listen, give us a third wild card. Let us, you know, hopefully beat the Reds or Brewers. And then we just do this whole thing over again. You know, I I don't need a home playoff game in the first round. You know, just uh, yeah. ah, we'll Make see. the other ones even more special. You know? Exactly right. All right. Exactly um, right. Uh, last thing before we look at it, and then we'll get to the take bag. But quickly, uh, Derek Hall returns yesterday. Clemens sent down. Uh, obviously, Derek Hall didn't do anything yesterday, but. Oh, he, um, dude, he, I mean, he almost took off uh, he almost, yeah. Brandon Finnegan's head. He did. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, so it's, it's actually the second hardest hit ball of the season. Was it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I did. Okay. Dude, I watched you on there, TV. Hard to, yeah, when you were, when you were there, it was hard. To, where I was from, I, where I was sitting, like, I could not really tell that it was hit that hard. Dude, it, I, 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 I heard it so vividly from the TV. Wow. Wow. Where, like, you know, you can tell when a ball is just touched. Oh, of course. I mean, I heard it. It was the second. Uh, Schwarber hit a ball 113 earlier this year. That ball was 112 miles an hour. Off the bat. Look, uh, and Hall was hitting pretty well in the minors before coming up. I think, you know, we all wanted him up. They need the at least the threat of some power there. And I think it gives him a chance now, a month before the deadline, to kind of see what he's got before they decide what they go do your thoughts on hall coming back up. And um, I mean, like Clemens going down, I suppose with it, not, not a big surprise, but there were a lot of people who were upset, even though he's been horrible for a month. <laughs> like I, I was so shocked at the way that the Cody Clemens thing was talked about. It's like, Oh my gosh, he's done such a great job. And it's like, it's like, yes, he he's like, have you I, watched last month of baseball? He did dude, a I, great job for the first month and a half, two months. He was, it was great. It was awesome. He's been horrible. Like a disaster I, out there. I think he batted 135 in June with no, home would, runs. honestly, that sounds high. If you had asked me to guess his batting average in June, I would have guessed like 0.093 or something like that. Maybe a hundred or something like that's honestly what I would have guessed. Right. So he, uh, yeah. So like he was good with the, the walk off that happened, you know, against the Tigers. Good defensive first base, but like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Anyway, uh, obviously I'm happy that Derek Hall's back up. It's, it's, I, I'm still, I'm still leery of how good I think Derek Hall is. You know, I think sometimes get the ball hard, but you know, whatever. The fact that they have a, a guy that can hit the ball at the ballpark. On a pretty consistent basis, batting like seventh for them is obviously a, a pretty big win at this point. The, the interesting part to me is what is the plan with Bryce at first now? Because the, I I think there's a chance he plays. No, no, I, I lied. 
he's there was talk of possibly him getting out to first base before the All Star break. Yeah, but either way, it seemed like it was like ramping up to Bryce legitimately playing first base here within the next like two weeks. So if let's say Derek all comes up and starts going off, like are they gonna are they gonna go back to their plan? Would they? I don't think they would do this, and I don't think they should do this. But would you put Bryce like in left? And try to limit the throws. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can do that. Which I don't think you can do either. So it's yeah, it's. Kinda... I would rather he doesn't play the field rather than risk any. Like even if it's a one percent chance that it's gonna uh, hurt, like make it harder for him to hit or longer to fully heal ultimately or whatever. Like I'm not doing it. No, and but again, if Derek Alt does come up and and stabilizes first base when it comes to, like hitting power, what do you do? I mean, I mean, I mean, what do you do? You keep him at DH? I don't know. Uh, look, I I lean towards them trading for a first baseman still at this point. Like, I don't expect Derek Hall to be awesome. I expect him to be fine. I expect him to be the kind of guy who you know you can get by with. But this team needs more. And like, I I, I do think they're going to try the Arbor thing if 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 he wants to. And if they feel it's safe, because it does seem like he's pushing for it. And I think he probably wants to be out in the field. He seems like, I think, DHing. I don't think he loves DHing, even though he's done it for a year now or whatever. Like, I just don't think he, I think he's someone who wants to be involved in every second of the game. Like, he always wants to be out there and part of it and stuff like that. So I'm sure he's itching to get out there. I don't know. I just, I think ultimately with the way this team is and the way they've stabilized the pitching and the potential for Painter down the road, I just think they need another bat. I think they need another bat. When I 100% team, they need I'm a bat. like, I, you need to go get a bat. And first base just makes all the sense in the world to go get that. I guess, theoretically, if, if Harper can play first base, then you can get a bat in left field. It opens it up a little bit in terms of your options. And so, interesting thought there. Right field and move Cassie left or whatever. But um, So, look, I, if he can play first base and be healthy and not, it, again, have zero potential long-term impact on his arm, I'm fine with it. I just... I don't need them to rush to get him out on the field if there's any sort of risk tied to it whatsoever, even if it's one percent. That's that's yeah. my official. Well, all, it's more about the future of Bryce than the than this year, of Bryce. Yeah. That's where I'm totally with you. And just saying, I mean, if we've already gotten all of Kevin Long's guys, mm-hmm. I mean, if we've got Harper, oh, are you saying that maybe we a little, got uh, we got Kyle Schwarber? Yo, yo, get on the phone with a. AJ we got Preller still out there. AJ yes, Preller? he is. Yeah, get AJ we got on the we got Trey Turner. Okay. And that's that's three. If there's only one high priced one high priced, did you just say? I'm sorry, high priced <laughs> future Hall of Famer that could fill a position of need. I think they could go trade for Anthony Rendon. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, listen, I'm always to Anthony Rendon helped me won two fantasy championships. I will never say a bad word, but obviously talk about Juan Soto, dude. Yeah. Like if you, if they want, I know this is like fantasy land, but he, if you're looking at Goldschmidt or you're looking at Juan Soto, both have a year and a half left. Soto, I don't think they, they seem hesitant to resign him long-term or they like, they're not going to do it. And something seems so weird with the Padres where it's like, they have all this talent, but they just have absolutely no chemistry. Like Machado, I think there's something going on there. And Tatis, like, I don't know. It's There's something off about the Padres. And I, I feel like Windhorse right now. Like, what's going on with 
the what's going on with the Padres? What's going on in San Diego? Why would he say that? <laughs> right. So I'm just saying, a year and a half of Juan Soto in left field. Bring him, like, come on down, buddy. And you talk about filling a need in left field to get Schwarber out of the field. It's going to cost you a bleep ton, obviously. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for the next month, for the uh, 28 days, Soto or Paul Goldschmidt, I think, is going to be the, oh, uh, the big debate in, uh, in, in Philly land. Yep. Look, I love it. I love it. Honestly, <laughs> you know. It'd be I, so stupid. Like, it'd be, it'd be so, so I mean, stupid. It, it, I can't are. trade Painter. I can't trade Painter, and you're not getting Soto without Painter. So, like, well, unless you do Griff and Mick. Well, I would do that. See you guys. <laughs> Enjoy Bye, San Diego. I've, I've really enjoyed both of you here, but goodbye. Have fun. San Diego is beautiful. It's lovely. I don't know where you're the great teams are, but I'm sure they're lovely too. You're going to have a great time. Juan, come on down. Yeah, that I would do. Look, I mean, just the idea of either of these guys, obviously, particularly Soto in the lineup, just changes. The dynamic of everything, but I look that I a fit like what it's July third, so we have about a month till the deadline. Like I do endorse this type of thing. Like this team, it it is all about winning the World Series right now. Like I will, like Painter, it would it would have to be a a freaking haul to to give up Painter, but like I'm willing to trade anyone. Like I am all in on this group of guys, this window, this team right now, and so like. I think they have to be super aggressive, personally. Well, and the thing that the thing that I think changes the dynamic, and I I know the Soto thing sounds outlandish, and I get it, but if you have either him or Goldschmidt for a year and a half, like it's such a game changer because it's not just a, if you're trading one, if, if theoretically trading Abel or Paint or uh, or Griff for a half year of Juan Soto, I think that's a massive mistake. Agree, but it's the year and a half that you have of them to where like, what gives you the best chance to win the world series next year? I mean, it's, it's, it's not just what's happening this year, but you have to think about next year as well. And if you go get a Juan Soto or Goldschmidt, I would, you still would probably have to resign Noah just because like you need pitching still. Um, and then you go, what? No, uh, Wheeler, Nola Suarez. Yeah. It's just a lot of money. I know. Well, I mean, Juan Soto doesn't cost like a like, yeah yeah compared but, to what yeah. he's gonna get yeah and Goldschmidt's twenty two which I don't think is like not that bad no it's nothing like insane um yeah I mean I mean Soto probably gets what so he got twenty three in ARB this year probably gets twenty five next year so it's essentially like another twenty five million dollar a year player um but like the enticing possibility of having those two as a part of next year's team as well on top of being on this year's team it's just it's 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 gaudy it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around but they are in position if they wanted to do it to probably be able to get it done maybe not soto i mean maybe not soto but goldschmidt it's right it's right there if the cardinals do decide and they're gonna they're gonna do it I don't think they will, which is going to be frustrating because I think they're just going to be like, okay, it's a down year. We'll be back next year. They're not going to trade Arenado. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do it, but it's going to be interesting. And and it's their time to go for it. And if they can get a guy for a year and a half of control and you have this this year's team and next year's team with, with a, uh, another high-caliber blue-chip piece, it just it, it's something they have to consider at this point.
Yeah, I think they have to do it. I'm with you. Like, I whatever, like, go out and make moves. At Goldschmidt, obviously, I would be interested in a Soto deal. I think it is a little, <laughs> no, a lot more unlikely. But, but again, I do think that ultimately this team needs a bat. They need to go out and add a bat, and you know, that's where we're at. Um, all right, take back. Well, uh, Eflin versus Noel tomorrow. Oh, buddy, how about that? Ah, oh, it's uh... gonna bring. It's going to bring all the tears, man. A lot of tears coming down, buddy. So many tears. Um, but, yeah, it's, the last couple of times they've gone to Tampa has just been an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. So definitely not looking forward to it. Um, I'm not. like been, so. And look, the, so the, the Miami series, obviously, it leads into the All-Star break, too. But the Miami series, like, that is a... That is a massive, massive baseball series for this team this season, especially considering, um, you know, the fact that they changed the schedule this year. And, you know, last year they played 19 games against the, the Marlins. They don't this year. So all of a sudden, you know, these these games just with the way that, you know, baseball made a big change. And the fact that the tiebreakers um, – Decide how you go to the playoffs now, Jack. I mean, this used to be a thing where it was like, all right, there's 19 times to play them. Or they used to be like, oh, we have play-in games. Now it's like the the 10 times they play the Marlins this season theoretically could decide whether they make the playoffs or not. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, now, they did do this last year, and they took two or three down in Miami. But obviously, Miami's on a bit of a roll right now. So. Yeah, I meant as much because where Miami is in the schedule. The- Correct. So Nola Taiwan and uh, Sanchez going up against the 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 Rays this week. It's a bit of a uh, a, a revenge spot for for Christopher Sanchez, who was oh, traded yeah. for Curtis big, Mead. I, sure. I big time. Yeah, I mean it's for big, him it is. I'm sure. You know. Sure, he's gonna go out there and shove. Yeah, so shove. very much not looking forward to the Rays series. Obviously excited. Want to see how good they could possibly be, but it's the Rays. It's yeah. the Rays. Um. So. I've kind of floated this idea, but I haven't brought it up on on high hopes yet. It's a good, good sneeze, nose. Uh, right? yeah, yeah, good sneeze there, buddy. Um, I, I brought it up on the air. I haven't talked about it on high hopes, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. But with, with what's going on with Bryce right now, I think it'd be smart to move him to lead off. And if you move him, if you move him to lead off, if, if you move him to lead off while he's not hitting for power, I'm just talking about strictly. Like if he moves the lead off and then the ball starts flying out of the ballpark, great. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. It's a great. So idea. if you move him there, you have a better chance of getting a hit, I believe, than Schwarber. That's actually uh, a great idea. I, I fully support this. The only issue is the Schwarber comfort thing. I know, to, but it, like it's clearly an issue to them. Like the Phillies and Kyle Schwarber and Rob Thompson care about it. So like. We have to talk. About I know, it, you know. I know, and and that's been part of Rob Thompson's thing, and that's fine. That that's uh, the comfort thing is fine. Bat him four, whatever. But at, until Bri- like get Bryce to the top of the lineup. First off, you have way more uh, opportunities to hit during a game, which is good. And then the other thing that and why I've started to like it more and more is like, dude, you can't tell me that part of the reason he's not getting pitches is because JT's hitting behind him. Yeah, you're and. Right. Going from having JT hitting behind him, who has just been, he's batting 200 since May 25th. Horrible, horrible. Batting 188 with runners scoring position, which is not great, obviously. Um, but if you go from that to like Turner, theoretically Turner, um, Cassianos, and then Schwarber, like he's just going to get more pitches to hit. And maybe if he gets more pitches to hit, he starts lifting the ball more and more. But at least in the meantime, he gets on base. 
He is still hitting for singles. He would be he'd have the guys at the bottom of the lineup and the pitcher thinking, oh, bleep, there's Bryce Harper. I mean, at least if you wanted to try it, even put Turner at one and, and Bryce at two. I just think that part of Bryce's problem in the meantime, while he waits for the, the power stroke to come, is that JT sitting behind him. And JT is just not doing what he needs to do right now at the, at the plate. He's just, I mean, he's, he's down to like 244 on the year. Um, now, I know that it was around this time last year we were all complaining about JT and they turned into like the best player in the team for, for two months. Um, but still, I, I just, I'm thinking about Bryce to lead off more and more. And I just think it, it makes, it makes sense while he's not hitting for home runs. Yeah. I, I totally, totally, like you first said it and I blanched and I was like, oh, yeah, duh. It makes all the sense in the world. It's a great point. Thanks, buddy. Um, so I got some pitching things here. I got like four. My overall take is that, like Caleb Cotham is legitimately a difference maker. And while I've been frustrated with Kevin Long, because I, I, I the, my frustration point with Kevin Long is that I see teams like the Giants, like the Rays, like these teams who I know have less offensive talent produce better than the Phillies team with the amount of, you know, high end talent they have. And be as, and, and I know they made game six of the World Series last year, but there were, Part of the frustration with last year also was the up and down nature of the offense and the not getting in in, in consistency and tons of strikeouts and feeling like they didn't have like a plan. So like, so I give Kevin Long credit for what he's done with like Pache and Marsh and, uh, you know, Stott. And I think he's a, uh, like, that's good stuff, but there's just, there's too much nights like Friday for a team that has as much talent. And even like the Braves, like the Braves, I mean, they just rake. And the Phillies are like, again, 20th in home runs. I mean, I know they hit some over the weekend, but probably in the 15 to 20 range in home runs. It's just, I mean, anyway, so Caleb Cotham, I think is just a, a total difference maker. Like gets the most out of not the, the best talent down there. Um, and a couple of things I've noticed recently is that they've changed Soto to strictly being, again, Soto is, is going to be the, the second best Soto on the team coming up here soon, but he, they, they changed his whole thing to just being a, a, uh, uh, sidestep guy. So he's not like lifting his leg anymore. He's still hitting 99, but he's throwing way more strikes. So that's a Caleb Cotham adjustment. Um, what they've done with Taiwan Walker is obviously a, a Cotham adjustment. Um, Junior Marte, who came in yesterday out of the rain delay, rolls a double play ball, hitting a hundred. And I, I was about to bring up how they should like scrap that slider, but now he th- like they basically told him throw it harder, and he's he's averaging like ninety miles an hour on a slider the last couple of outings, and looks like a totally, totally different pitcher. Um, so Cotham's like the, the 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 adjustments he's made, the Sanchez, like Christopher Sanchez, what they've done with him, Craig Kimbrell, what they've done with him. I mean, there's so many guys up and down the rotation, and yeah, the Nola thing's frustrating. But look at everyone else. I mean, everyone else, it feels like they've gotten a good amount of uh, uh, like the most out of those guys. So Caleb Cotham to me is just he's just such a difference maker, and and it's it's very rare you can give as much credit to a like pitching coach. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And I think he deserves uh deserves some shine because there have been a lot of guys who have really made improvements this season. Well, and the one the one that I had written down here, and I'm wondering if they would think about this, if they don't want to bring him up as a starter, because Sanchez has kind of stabilized that spot. The Sir Anthony injury is definitely concerning because it's the oblique. Um 
But if you can bring up, like maybe they consider bringing up Griff for that kind of McGarry role, or, or for the Sir Anthony role, because it, like Junior's done a good job recently in the, in the close games, but they haven't had someone like take over the Sir Anthony spot and and be that right-handed option. Like they tried Hoffman, they tried Marte, maybe Marte as he gets more comfortable. I just there's a part of me that wonders about the Griff kind of bringing him up and seeing what he can do out of the bullpen and 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 whatnot. Junior, I know, I know, but whatever. I it's it's. Oh really? All the years on this pod. Okay, good. Well, you said Rendon. That's a different. Um, <laughs> do you remember? All right, I got two things that I need to run by you. Of do you remembers? Okay. One. Do you remember Alec Bohm hitting four thirty four last July? No. Yeah. That happened. I, that's a real that, thing. That's a real stat. No yes. zero. I remember none of that. Zero. No. Which had a better chance of happening? That by Alec Baum. Or do you remember Jake Arrieta having a .9 ERA in May of 18? Was that his in first year? Five starts. Yeah. Yes, I do. Because I remember a Pittsburgh start where he was yes, like the Pittsburgh awesome. The Pittsburghs are we always talk about. So I do remember him like being pretty good for a moment. I didn't think it was a full month. Like I would have guessed like two or three starts. I didn't think it was five starts. But I that is more familiar to me than Bohm's four thirty four. Um, it makes me like Alec Bohm yesterday. Like I was obviously very happy, but there was definitely a part of me that was like, why can't you just do that more often? Like why can't you just take the baseball and try to hit it for power? Um, he is Bohm. Bohm at the plate is such like an interest. Like I just don't know what the, I don't know what he's gonna be. Like, I have no idea at this point what Alec Baum's going to be because he goes through, like, two-week stretches where he's like, oh, I'm going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And then he goes through, like, a month stretch where he's like, no, I'm just going to be a little single sitter. He's just – I have no idea what to make of Alec Baum. Same, buddy. Right there with you, pal. Like, I – he's an enigma, man. I, I, I really have no answer right now. Because, like, you could obviously make the case, like – but he's also – I mean, he's 27. Like – He's one of those fake young guys. I know. You, you know? think he's like 24, but he's 27. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he should be like, you know, coalescing right now. Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to be getting this the peak of Alec Baum. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, he's 26, going to be 27 in August. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's figure this whole thing out there, buddy. Yeah, let's figure this out there, pal. Let's figure this out. Um, uh, obviously, we are now, this time next Monday, we know who the Phillies are going to draft. I think early. Thursday, Thursday after the race series, I feel like I have a, a, a longer, I'll have my tears, you know, I'm a big oh, fan buddy. of my tears you where it's tears. like the guys I, I, I will die for, uh, guys will be happy <laughs> guys. I'll talk myself into. And then, and then the nose. <laughs> um, and I just want to call my shot here because they always take the guy that I don't really want, mm-hmm. but I'll easily talk myself into I'm just calling my shot. They're 100% drafting Thomas White. He's like he's this pitching left-handed pitching prospect who's been like the best pitching prospect in base and uh, best best young pitching prospect for like four years now. But now I feel like everyone has prospect fatigue with him, so he's going to go in like the 20s. And I, you know, I'd be happy. He's probably going to be pretty good. I just don't want. I, I just I want bats. I want bats. Like I've watched. I've watched so much Chase Davis. It's not even funny. Like I just. I want I want a, I want a high school shortstop or I want Chase Davis or I want some dope bat that's like under slotted. Either way, it, 
I'm just being completely truthful with you, James, and everyone that listens. Like, I find myself having a hard time getting worked up about the Phillies because we're a week away from the draft. And like, oh, yeah, buddy. only thinking about like a Schwarber replacement and left and the 2026 bills and future trade deadlines and just having studs coming through the system. I, I just, it's, it's hard to, to focus on anything else for me right now, frankly, like at all, like it's the immaculate grid and then it's the draft. And I feel you, pal. It is. My brain is so mushed right now, um, but it's great. And I, and I love every second of it. Um, and final thing, and I hope you have the information on this, and I should as well, but uh, our next High Hopes Night. Yes. July 11th. Yes. July 11th. So All-star game action, buddy. So it's not yep. at the ballpark, obviously. We do not have... Um, do we have the actual info of where it is here? You look to see if you have the info quickly. Shout out to Miller Lite. Obviously, it will be sponsored by Miller Lite, presented by Miller Lite. Also, a uh, quick shout out to the Miller Lite account of the week, the bar of the week. Today's Miller Lite. Bar of the week is the Beaver Creek Tavern in Doylestown. Shout out to D-Town. Uh, where you can watch all Phillies games with a $3.25 Miller Lite Pine Special. Go to beavercreek-tavern.com. Shout out to the Beaver Creek Tavern in Doylestown. Did you find out where we are on Tuesday? Oh, yeah. So we're a timeout on Pine. Um, yes, they knew this. Shout out to so, Fun Place in, in uh, Huntington Valley. Huntington Valley. So we will be there uh, 7 to 10 on Tuesday, July 11th. So... Like no, right after the for, for your boy uh, waking up at six, you know, or I mean, waking up at three the next morning. So it should be a fun night for me. Yes. Oh, nice. I'm yeah. off that week. Yeah. So, so great. That'd be good for me. Um, but it'll be like right after the draft. So uh, I'll be hard to, uh, to, to concentrate, but either way, uh, it's just to be more of a, a joyous affair and we're gonna have a great time as always. So next Tuesday night, time out on pine. Come Love on it. out. And, and then, let's have some uh, of the lights and talk fills. Draft stuff later this week. Uh, Emily has texted me about going to get lunch. So we're going to go get lunch. Well, it's 1120. Uh, and rule the pot is no lunch did, before noon. I did this. Jackson make no lunch before noon guy. I'm going to get some lunch. It's going to be great. Um, I do have to post the pot first. But, you know, we'll make that happen. Um, are you getting final thoughts before we get out of here, buddy? Final thoughts is, um, again, like I don't want to exist in a world in which Chase Davis is not a Philly. He is the next cargo. He is going to hit like there's nothing cooler to me than a than a left-handed hitter that like just hits bombs. So it's like the I, first off, lefties have the cool swings. So like I've already started to think I've already like you know me, right? How many times do you think I've thought about Chase Davis hitting a ball into like a oh, sea I of know, red? Buddy. Trust like me, and know. just and like Chase Davis to the to the third deck and I I just I see Ryan Howard I see I see Cargo I see Robbie Cano like he's he is a top ten talent that for some reason is going to be available in the twenties to thirties and it's driving me nuts and I hope these teams don't wisen up um, but every year I fall in love with the draft prospect and no one I've fallen more in love with in this draft process than Chase Davis. I need him to be a Philly so bad. So that's my week. That is my week. Is can't just... wait to talk more about Chase Davis later. That is your week. I can't right. wait for him to be drafted by the Jays at that, that 20th pick. It's going to be great. Besides that, besides that. Right, and I can't Ray. wait. The other thing I can't wait for 
You're just stalling out. Like, uh, I really do have to go. Like, you're killing well, me. Well, I know. But final just thought. texted me the reservation for lunch. Like, I, I got to hustle here. But final thought. Final thought. I can't wait to. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to run through my late round, mid round oh, guys God. and yeah. seeing your face as I'm talking uh, about, like, yes. Brody really Hopkins from Winthrop. To right now. So it'll be great. We'll really look forward to it. I will wax poetically about Brody Hopkins from Winthrop. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. It'll be great. Can't wait. Until then, he's for himself. <laughs>